Welcome to The Scene of the Scene. I'm Chris, and I'm joined here today by Joy. Hello, Joy. Hi. And we just got out of seeing a live recording of a podcast, of the Connected Podcast, which is a podcast about Apple products. So it's going to be a podcast where we're talking about another podcast and probably going to talk about other podcasts. It's going to get very meta very quickly. <laughs> so I've been a big fan of the uh, Connected podcast for about a year and a half now, I'd say, and Joy, you hadn't heard it before, right? I heard about the podcast approximately two hours ago. (laughs) So what did you think as somebody who is completely new to it? Um, First impressions, I need more dongle jokes in my life. Uh, Yes, yes, they they, they will provide that. Um, I felt uh, very safe and accepted to be in a space where both not only did people know what a dongle was and did not tell me I was making that up, but also they would make jokes about it. Yes. So for people out there who aren't familiar with the ongoing things with Apple products, they switched over to a new universal USB port, which nothing supports it. So you need to get a bunch of dongles to hook them up to your laptop if you have a lot of old peripherals, and it's a bit crazy making, and so we refer to this as being in Dongle Town. So it's been an ongoing joke. So uh, Connected is hosted by three guys, usually one from Memphis, USA, one from London, England, and one from Rome, Italy. Federico, the guy from Rome, wasn't there, so another guest host was on, Marco Arment, who is normally on another friendly, related uh, Apple Tech News podcast called The Accidental Tech Podcast. So it's a bit of a nice surprise guest for those of us who listen to both of the shows, which I do because I am crazy like that. I may be listening to too many Apple-related podcasts, considering they all basically say the same thing, but with slightly different points of view. Connected is perhaps the one that is the most fun. It is three guys who have a real passion for it, uh, one of whom, Stephen collects a lot of old Mac stuff and has made a big uh, a living for that. One of whom, Federico, is a, has been a real pioneer in terms of iPad usage and making the iPad more of a legitimate, functional, you-can-work-on-it platform. And Mike, who is a good podcaster um, and has also taken on the iPad lifestyle. Uh, uh, and is a Mac enthusiast, something I appreciated. Nice these days to have a panel with two Mac enthusiasts. Exactly. And two Mac, uh, well, a Mac historian and somebody who's been, who's a programmer and who knows a lot of deep stuff about it with Marco. Um, so there weren't as many in-jokes, because like any podcast, the show has a lot of in-jokes. So did, were there any moments where you felt completely alienated? I think maybe, you know, the wig, I had to kind of like work my way through that, but I felt like I got it pretty quickly. And there was one other, but I don't remember what it was because otherwise I felt very much in the in community where I could laugh about solid state drive jokes right. versus hard drive jokes. I could uh, laugh about the Mac Mini and its progression. I really I I gotta say I missed a little bit that there was no like callback to the G4 Cube. I feel like that was a missed opportunity in all the conversation about Mac Minis. That's true. Um, really appreciated the shout out to the 20th Century Mac. Yeah, uh, 20th Anniversary Mac. 20th Anniversary Mac. How could I have made that mistake <laughs> when in fact I have one in my collection? Oh wow. Yeah. That's really not a good computer. No. <laughs> but it's but weird. It Look it up beautiful. online if you've never seen one. It was super weird. It came out a couple of years after the 20th anniversary, as I recall. 
Wait, the no, no. I mean the twentieth anniversary Macintosh is what I. Yeah, had. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, th- I think. Well, anyway. Oh, anyway, after the twentieth anniversary, anniversary itself. itself. Yes. I feel yeah, like it was a bit late arriving, but I, it's, it's, it I'm has, not a historian. Yeah, about it these has things. all kinds of features you don't need, especially um, these like days. Like a leather wrist rest on its keyboard with a built-in yet removable trackpad, um, an entirely too thick cable to connect its Bose subwoofer to the main body, which makes it look like you are uh, fueling it up to attack the Death Star. Um, so so you have, you have a deep history of Mac fandom. Do you I use do. Macs as a kid? Uh, I did. Well, uh, Apples, Apples before Macs. Oh, even before. Oh, um, old and then school. Macs. Very nice. Um... um do you listen to any... You listen to a lot of podcasts? or I listen to a fair number of podcasts. But none in the sort of tech sphere? Rarely in the tech sphere. Okay. These days they tend more toward the uh, social justice sphere. Um, you know, everyday podcasts, serial, a lot less This American Life these days. Right. Um, I think as... You know, that was sort of the podcast for a while to me. For a lot of people, um, yeah. Yeah, and now, you know, there's just so much more out there. So just started Serial Season 3, um, Democracy Now!, Sometimes Snap Judgment, mm-hmm. um, Query, um, which is an interview podcast uh, for uh, queer folks. There is a podcast that Stephen, who you saw tonight, mm-hmm. hosts, uh, which is called Query, which is more of a Q&A to help me with uh, my... Uh, it, it only has the one E. I suspect your query might have two. It, it has, definitely has two E's. It might be a adorable pun. Yes. Um, and then uh, shout out to Nancy, a WNYC podcast. Oh, someone was just recommending that to also me. Also about LGBTQ issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but nice kind of short, shorter snippets. Query is like a sort of interviews with a single person for an hour or so. Right. Which are really great, really well done with Cameron Esposito, um, the comedian. Um, but Nancy is nice because um, the two co-hosts kind of do more twenty-ish minute snippets yeah. of the Dog Walk podcast. <laughs> so, had you have you seen live podcasts before? No, ah. I've had a little FOMO because I have some friends who have gone to live podcast recordings, and I was like, oh shit, this is the new thing. Right. Um, and I am not on board, but now I am. So. Yeah, so was this what you expected a live podcast would be? You know, I I don't think I had even permitted my imagination <laughs> to uh, to picture it. And so, but I, what I can say is that I found that I loved listening to and watching it live way more than I was expecting. Right. It's not that I had low expectations or thought it would be mediocre. I hadn't given it any thought, but there was a point about half or three quarters of the way through it where I'm like, it is really nice to be able to experience this live. And I think, you know, especially these days when everyone is valuing like audiovisual so much as a form of engagement, um, to think like, oh, well, this is a podcast, I can just listen to it. You know, there's what's the point of doing it live? Um, I can say, you know, there was so much verisimilitude right. um, getting getting to have that experience. Yeah, um, Stephen in particular mm-hmm. is really good in live situations and can is very funny and very loose yeah. and very comfortable in them and is just charming. All of them, especially you know, after a while, getting getting grooved into it, getting right. getting comfortable in their in what they're doing. 
you can really take advantage of that live moment. You can you get a good um, feedback from the audience. Right. You can really play off the feel of the room. I've gone and seen a, a bunch of live podcast recordings now at PodCon and the Toronto Podcast Festival and a few other places. Both of shows that I quite like and listen to regularly and of shows that I had never heard of before. Yeah, I have a ticket. I might as well go see what this is all about. Um, and I've enjoyed, I think, all of the ones that I've seen. Although, I will say I've never take become a regular listen to, listener to a show that I happened to catch live, even if I totally enjoyed it. I was like, well, that was great. But for some reason, this isn't going to fit into my podcast diet. Right. But it was great, and I'm glad it was there, and I would go see another live show. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's a really interesting thing. I think a lot of shows get a... A lot of podcasts get a really good energy when they're done live. And... And then they have to go back, and then they record the next episode in their in their various homes, talking to their computers, yeah. and it's like, oh. But it's still good. I don't know. Do you think have have you become a convert to connected? Do you think you will try it again? Or is I your... think um, I think especially you know you could probably pick up from the examples I gave that my podcast diet is pretty heavy. It's true, um, so to speak, and it does remind me of like. Years ago, when I used to listen very regularly to the Judge John Hodgman oh, yeah. podcast, um, and and so this this might bring me back to maybe lighter fare, so to speak. Because um, it was still incredibly stimulating. Um, it's not fluff. No, um, no. But it's you know it does let me use a different part of my brain. Um, and since I do social justicey stuff as my job, right. maybe it's good to actually take a break. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to convert you into it, but it's, you know, it's there. And yeah. it, you, you and like the Apple, Apple stuff, fix. so it's definitely good. Yeah. You know, I found when I started listening to Connected and a few of the other related shows that they're friends with, that suddenly I became way more invested in Apple stuff, which I'd always yeah. been a fan of. But then, like, WWDC was happening, and I was like, I have to watch it live. I have to find out if... I have to watch all the Apple events now, because, like... <laughs> Because through these podcasts, it's sort of like, I need to find out what happens next in my stories. Right. It's like, right. this is a big soap opera. They're like, oh, will, <laughs> will Mike get his iPad Pro with all the features he yeah. wants? And will, oh, it's, it's, it, it's like the way that you're supposed to get, like, it's, it's what I'm told, being a fan of a sports team is like, where you right. just suddenly get invested and that changes your relationship with the game and it makes right. it all more vibrant. It's weird to feel more vibrant or to be happy about feeling more vibrant towards a <laughs> giant corporation. Right. This is one of the better giant corporations, because I maybe, think. Because so, you didn't grow up with that kind of religious investment in this giant corporation. I quite... So I didn't grow up with apples. I picked up... But, but basically, my first Mac was one that I got when I was going to college. Mm-hmm. And I had encountered them beforehand and quite liked them. I knew that that was what I wanted. Right. Um, we were not a family that could have afforded uh, the original Mac in 1984. Yeah. So oh I had God, a, that thing was so expensive. It was. So I had an Atari 800XL. Yeah. It was, I loved it. It was great for what I needed. Um, and you know, even then, I, I knew to root for the underdog because I didn't get a Commodore 64. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I, you know, there have been periods in my life, early grad school, when there was no way I could afford Mac products for a while. Apple products for a while, but uh, happily, I'm able to get back to it. But yeah, it was just one of those things where it just changed my relationship with the products, and I don't know. It's nice. It's nice. And it's nice to see... One of the things that I like about podcasts in general, and Connected is a great example of it, and a lot of the other podcasts on Relay, 
the network that it's on, uh, is that, you know, you're coming there for a hook. You want to hear about Apple products. But then you just get to like the people who are presenting it, and you're hearing the conversation that they're having as they check in with their friends every week and talk about the things that they love and occasionally talk about other stuff. And I like that it's not super professional in the sense of being an NPR Right. type podcast where everything is polished and shiny and it's just that right. like, no this is really about, about people right if that had been a live recording of that kind of thing it could still be same good content still could be good but I wouldn't you know this was very relaxing as an after work yes activity yep um, and that would not necessarily be something I would peg as a relaxing after work activity exactly the NPR version of that so to speak um, I need I need my jokes about the uh, hipster uh, disk drive where, oh, Spinning there's just such a warm loss, feeling yes. to the data um, when I, I don't have an SSD. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see whether we get this episode out before they get the live episode out, which should go out tomorrow, as hey. should this should probably be showing up tomorrow morning, so, uh, so we'll see. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about this show? Uh, not that I can think of. It's I think quite delightful. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you agreed to come along with me and talk with me here. Thank you very much. Bye. The Scene of the Scene is brought to you by Megaphonic FM. Visit megaphonic.fm slash scene for show notes on this episode and to find out about all our fancy little shows.